Here we are again in Ray Nosti's record room, Triple R Studios. I got the man, the myth, the legend beside me here. Thank you very much, Dorza. And we've got a really sort of very super special. Well, every episode's a special episode, but this is something that's really well, special. Dorsey, it can't be that special. Only for special people. It can't be that special. You've dragged me in here. With, is there a guest coming? We can't start the podcast without a guest. Well, we, we've got you under here under a bit of a false pretense. Um, Ray? Mate, this bloke here next to me, I've known him. Most of my life, I've um, I've sung, I've played in bands with him. I have uh, had sex what with girls doing? with where, him. Where are you going? I've with done this? everything with him. I've smoked with him. I've <laughs> drunk with him. We've shared an ice cream at the at the pub down at uh, Bondi. Yep. And uh, all I can say is, I'm very, very well deserving. Mike Whitney, you have become. Um, in cricket, what can I say? The highest echelon, oh, echelon of cricket. Echelon, yeah. echelon. Echelon, yeah. Is that the word? I see. I can't even yeah, speak. I'm it, so though. nervous about talking to you about this, but, mate, um, something very special happened to you, and uh, we'd just like to discuss your feelings on being in the New South Wales Hall of Fame. For, uh, and, and is it for two, 2024, is it, or just you're in the Hall of Fame? As number, yeah. Let us know, mate. I'm just, I'm a bit, I'm a bit nervous, as you can hear in my voice. You're emotional too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I an didn't emotional think you thing. Drag me in here to talk about that. Yeah, mate. Well, we had to. Dorsey got me arm behind me back and fucking said, "You better get in there." Well, it's. Uh, you what can you say? Breathing <laughs> out of our. Uh, Look, it happened the other day, the second day of the test match against Pakistan, 4th of January 2024, that myself and John Dyson um, were inducted into the New South Wales Cricket Hall of Fame. (sighs) Man. Hang on. (laughs) Come on. Give it up a widow. Yeah, we're getting a bit emotional. We had to throw that in just to get us uh, back to... I, it's it's really difficult to explain how I feel about that because you never I never started playing sport or cricket for the awards. I mean, if you won a bowler of the year or the player of the season or took the best performance seven for twenty or whatever in a year, that was great. But I never played for that. I played because I wanted to. Smash people. Yeah, win the games. <laughs> and play with my mates and stuff like that. And that went through Randwick, my club, and then New South Wales and then Australia. Never played for any awards. When you got them, it was great. I remember becoming a life member of Cricket New South Wales in 2002, and that was overwhelming. That was like, wow, man, how do you ever become a life member of, of something that was just so important to you and you loved so doing so much playing cricket for New South Wales. But I'd looked down the Hall of Fame list a few times and I just never in my wildest dreams put myself in that category. I mean, I've got to tell you, Don Bradman, Victor Trumpard, the Demon Spofforth, 
Bill O'Reilly, Ray Lindwald, Alan Davidson, Richie Benno. Like, they're some of the names that have Mike just... Whitney. Um, well, my name, in my view, never fitted on that list. So... Yep. So, That's what he thought. Yeah. So, to be called by the chairman uh, of New South Wales Cricket and to be told that the board had made a decision to nominate and induct me and John Dyson, who I'd played grade cricket with at Randwick, New South Wales, and John played in my first test in Manchester as well. So I shared a lot with Dyson, and we're great mates. I just... I, I, I can't absorb it, and it happened a week ago. Well, is it like the call-up for your first test? Did you think it was a G-up? <laughs> John Knox is the chairman of Cricket New South Wales and he sent me a text a couple of weeks before Christmas and said, have you got 10 minutes this afternoon? I need to talk to you. And I thought he was going to offer me a seat on the board of Cricket New South Wales, which I've knocked back to pr previous chairmans over the last sort of 15 years. I've knocked them back twice mm. because I'm the president of Randwick Perdisham and I, that's enough for the moment and I started to think, oh, shit, how do I knock him back three times asking me to sit on the board? That's what I thought he was ringing me for or, or something like that. So, Unbelievable. Yeah, I said, no dramas, John. I'm available all afternoon. He rang and we talked a bit of cricket and then he started asking me about my career. How many games did you play for New South Wales and how many Shield games and how many Shield finals did you play and how many did you win? And I'm thinking, fuck, man, you can look this up. Like, what are you well, asking me? Yeah. And then he said, you've been nominated for the Hall of Fame, and would you accept the nomination? And I was that stunned that I got instantly emotional and said to him, John, I'll just have to put the phone down for just a sec. And I just got up and went, fuck, man, am I, am I, did I hear what he just said or am I fucking dreaming this? So I picked the phone back up and said, look, John, with as much humility as I can say, mate, I, I would be honoured and humbled to accept that nomination. So I found out in the next couple of days that John Dyson was also getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. So what do I do immediately after the phone call? Like everybody would, they get that list up again and look down and they're not only the greatest men and women that have played cricket for New South Wales, but 90% of the people on that list, men and women, are the greatest players Australia has ever. The fucking Don Bradman's on that list. Unbelievable. How do you get on a list with Don Bradman? Come on. You just did. I know. And it's really, really difficult to get it in my head, bro. And it is because all of those guys, Linwell Miller, O'Reilly, Bradman, I'd met most of them, but I, they were, they're just in a different echelon to me. Mm. I never, ever put myself in that category. They're the greatest of the greats. And 90% of the people on that list are the greatest Australians that have ever played cricket. And Dougie Walters is on there, hero, as you've said. My hero. Fuck me. And, um, Come I, on. Can I just say something about uh, <laughs> Come on. Mike or Roy Whitney? Um, we, we, we did a gig together at uh, Windsor Leagues Club and we're driving back after a really great night, great night. And um, we were just talking about stuff, and uh, and I was just saying about me talking about myself like I like to do all the time, and um, and he's going, well, Ray, you know, like, yeah, mate, you, you're a really great bass player, and blah blah, you know, and um, you don't think you are, and blah blah blah. It's like myself, I got this call 
very humble and told me what was going to happen. Played it right down. Didn't think much of it. You know what I mean? He's just gone. He's, he, he was really like beside himself that he got nominated, right? And he, you know, he was just really happy. But I think there's other blokes who probably should have got it in front of me. That kind of talk. Anyway, the next day. But no, do you remember what I said? I said this no, how I did said you get it? I said, is there any other rock and roll band in the world that That's have two yeah. front men who played their own sports and represented Australia and their state in those sports and are in the Hall of Fame in for their respective sports and up gigging with a fucking rock and roll band. Is there any other band in the world that's got two sportsmen who are in their respective Hall of Fame that get up and fucking gig? Only the Oz. <laughs> so that's what I was saying to Ray. You know, Junior's Hall of Fame, New South Wales Rugby League, Australian Rugby League. I'm now Hall of Fame, New South Wales Cricket. Yep. Is there any other band that got two Hall of Famers from sport up there fucking gigging? Yeah, but you were still playing it down in a way such that I got a call the next day. And 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 then I, I get a text from someone else going, did you know Mike's on TV and that he's, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame for New South Wales? I said, oh, yeah, I forgot. Because he was playing it down so much, I didn't, I didn't really yeah, but think you, about it. You've you know? known me since I was 14. You yep. know I play my cards really yeah. close to my chest. Yeah. The worst thing that I could do, and my dear departed mother would strike me with a lightning bolt, if I went around boasting and yeah. being full of ego. Yeah. She, she told me, mate, when I was a kid, no one likes big-headed people. So I, very few people knew about it. Yeah. My yeah. family yeah. and a handful of other people because... I, I, th- I thought it was... You it's know, just not the way I... I everyone was so happy for you, yeah. and I thought that was fantastic. You know, like my family and the people that know you, yeah. we're just really so happy for you. It was really good to see, you know. I cried for... Yeah. I cried, mate. I cried the other day out there with my family, to be there with Daiso and his family. And then we did that interview with, with Gilly. Yeah. They said, you've got to walk out onto the ground. That's my home ground. I've got two home grounds, Coogee and the SCG. When I played there for 15 years on that hallowed turf and in our dressing room, the dressing room is the dressing room of the New South Wales cricket team. We lend that dressing room to the Australian cricket team or whoever else is changing there. We lend it to them. It's our dressing room. So to be in front of the members yeah. on the ground, the hallowed turf, with John Dyson and Gilly interviewed in our New South Wales Blazers. John's is 47 years old. Mine's 44 years old. They still fucking fit at us and they look great. Mm. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Back to Dougie quickly. I know you've told the story previously about your first Shield game for New South Wales against yes. Queensland, the Wacker. No, and no, no. Uh, Gabba. Oh, sorry, the Gabba, sorry. Yeah. And you were talking about how you were playing with your idol. So imagine if... You thought back in your first game, that at the end of your career or oh, later on, <laughs> that you would be on the same list as your hero all these years later. No. No. No, that's what I mean. How can you be on the same list as your hero? It just shouldn't work like that. So it, Daiso said the same. Daiso said to me that day, how do we get on a list with Bradman? Like, fuck, Daiso. It's, it's, and Doug, Doug was my hero. I'm on the list with him. Well, I, I mean, it's just—it's no. really hard to. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know. Seriously, right? People have asked me about it in the last couple of days, and I go, I don't know what to tell you, mate. It hasn't sunk in yet. I can't absorb. I can't yep. absorb it. 
Well, I, Doug's a bit before my time, but I do know a lot about him through you and, and just watching... Mm, uh, smoking, drinking, gambling. <laughs> before we did cards. the podcast today, I dropped in at Asquith Bowling Club and sat at the table of knowledge with a, a group of older guys there and the, the topic of Doug Walters came up and they just, you know, they, he was just a legend to these guys. And legend. It, it, like, he was just massive. He's so humble. I've never heard him talk about himself. I've known him since 1979. It is just the... the. You know what we call him? His nickname for us is The Legend. And Dean Jones, when Dino was in full flight in the middle of his career, christened himself The Legend. And Mo Matthews went, nah, Dino, no, 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 no. There's only one legend, and he's a blue bagger, and his name's Doug Walters. Yeah, wow. But Dino continued that down in Victoria, Dean the legend, Joe. But that's what we call Dougie, the so, legend. So I suppose even, you know, for years ahead, you'll still be like thinking, wow, you know, that it'll never wear off that, that you know, the um, being on that list, it'll just always be something magical for you. Dorsey, I asked if I could take members of my family out there the other day. So I had my sister and my brother-in-law, my older sister and my brother-in-law. I had two of my children's and one of my daughter's fiancé, and I had a niece and her fiancé. But to the young crew, I said this, I wanted you to be here today so that you could tell your grandchildren that you were here the day that I got inducted into the New South Wales Hall of Fame. And this is the difference. This is where the difference is. To become a life member is super humbling, but an umpire or an administrator can be a life member in Cricket New South Wales. So that's a bit more of a broad spectrum, not only players, but everything. But this is just about playing and your contribution as a player. How many wickets, how many games, how many shield wins, how many this, and how you played and how you went about it and your contribution as a player, not an administrator, anything. I'm sure me being the president of Ram McPerdition for 23 years would have been discussed after cricket, this is what he's done. Mm. But it's about your record on the ground. And I never, ever, ever put myself in that category to be on the Hall of Fame. That's why I'm in so much shock. Steve Rickson was last year, and I was at the Steve War Belinda Clark medal when he got up to accept his nomination. And he just said, I didn't think I was good enough to get on this list. And I was sitting in the crowd thinking, fuck yeah, me too, no chance ever. And in less than a year later, I'm wow. on that list with and, John Dyson. And they probably were discussing you for, you know, earlier. I don't you know. know. I, I don't know, but, Ray. But, but we, I, rem, I remember the, the phone call I got when you were living at Toro Road at Maroubra and you just got picked for first grade for Randwick. It was like yesterday. No, I got picked for New South Wales. Was it New South Wales that we yep. all turned yep. up and My all the boys turned up? Sorry. Yep. yep. Yeah, that was really – I remember that. That was really big. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I was 21. It was just like unbelievable. I was 21 years of age. Yep. And I'd only played 10 games of first grade. That's right. Well, I think you should, you know, don't make to mean light, uh, make light of this, but just the fact that you're in the twoies commercial with the New South Wales top one, that should qualify you to be in the Hall of Fame right there. <laughs> Got a lot of mileage out of that. And hitting Joel Jeez. Garner for four. Oh three. God. Let's don't. Only oh, three. three. Yes, three. Right, yeah. To win the game. To I'd win like the commercial. I'd say four, but it was only three. <laughs> to win the commercial. Oh, look. I've had just – the cricket was a dream. I mean, you dream about that. And uh, – 
to have lived that. Ranwick, the blues in Australia. Then I spent 28 years in the media doing Sydney Weekend, the best job for 27 years, the best job in television. And now I'm getting these cricket accolades. I just can't believe it, mate. I, I really am stunned but so grateful and humbled by it. Like, yeah. so humbled, man. I think they discussed that you were on the House of That podcast. So he should be in the Hall and, of Fame. And that was really discussed. They just couldn't get myself and girls in. <laughs> the the Seinfelds of the, of the yeah. podcast world. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, a podcast when you don't have a podcast, yeah. But, but we know, like, you're kind of playing state of origin against a lot of states, like all the states in Australia, right? Who, who was the one state that you really loved to play and beat? There was, was it two. Yeah, buddy. Western yeah. Australia and Queensland in my day. A lot yeah. of hatred there. Yeah. We, we loved playing against South Australia, but it was different. Victoria was different, yeah. and Tassie was different. And Western Australia and Queensland. Western Australia thought they were good, didn't they? Well, they were. They'd won a lot of shields yeah. prior to me getting into the Blues. Yeah. During the 70s, very, very dominant. Lily, Marsh, uh, yeah. and just a, a, 10 other players had played for Australia. And really good side. And the Wacker was a totally different wicket to Sydney. Sydney sure. was a turner. Yeah. The Wacket was an absolute flyer, so we had to learn how to play there. And we won the Shield there in 82-3, and that turned around the fortunes of New South Wales cricket forever. That Shield win wow. was amazing. And and in Queensland, a lot of the New South Wales players ended up going to Queensland and playing for Queensland, didn't they? Like yeah. Border and... Yeah, Alan Border. Tomo. And, yeah, Tomo. Tomo. Yeah. Peter Clifford went up there. Osman. Osman yeah. went up there, yeah. So you get a team of ex-New South Wales players who played for... Queensland. Right. Last season, there was one and a half teams of New South Wales players in other teams around the States, wow. besides our team. They're not doing too well, were they? Last We've won season? two out of the last three or four games, which was good. We hadn't won in 15 games or something before that in Sheffield Shield, and that's what we always talk about. That's what we wanted to play. One day cricket was okay, but it was about Sheffield Shield for us and, and playing test cricket. So they're back on. Jeff Lawson's involved. Stewie Clark's a selector on the board. A little bit of a change there, but it had to. You can't look. You're playing sport at that level, any sport. What's it about? It ain't about losing. I'm telling you, yeah, <laughs> it's about you, winning. You play to win. You play to win, mate. You play to win. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, you know, there's nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you're telling me anybody that's playing that level of sport, NRL first grade or, or Sheffield any Shield, level, and you go out and you go, ah, oh, yeah, we're just playing. We don't give a shit about winning. No, no, it's all about winning. Nothing else. And how you do that and how you put that opposition side away. So when we played Western Australia and Queensland, just to get back to that question, there was some fireworks going, mate. It was on for young and old, bro. Can but you, they were great Can you give us an example of something that happened that um, not many people know about? Rod Marsh and I nearly had a punch-up on the field in the 1982. Whoops, uh, anything else? No, well, that was documented really, Mine, It was documented because... Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, I bounced him out in the first innings and we needed that wicket at the Wacker and he walked away. But I, look, I was still young, 24, still sort of learning the game a bit. And as I got him out and he walked away, I yelled out, Fuck off! It just came out. It was a big wicket, mate. And he walked 20 metres, turned around and come back. That's where he made his mistake. And he said, what did you say? 
So in true matrimonial fashion, I just fucking charged him yeah, the matter, on the field and said, you fucking heard me. Fuck off. And he had a bat. So I'm ready to stick. By that stage, Rick McCosker and Peter too, he dragged us apart. And I tried to go up to him in the dressing room that night and he told me to fuck off again. So the manager then locked me in our dressing room. So this was the second day of the Shield final. Five-day game, first five-day game ever. And then all our boys came into the dressing room and I'm sitting in there and I'm fuming. I'm ready to punch out 100 people. And everything calmed down. We went back. I'm going to tell you this. On the morning of the warm-up of the third day, yeah. wasn't there some electricity in our dressing room? Everyone was pumped. Oh. I didn't realise then, but everybody just jumped on board. Oh, wow. Then we played the third and fourth day, and it's getting down to the last session of the fifth day, and anyone can still win the game. As we're walking off, they only need... 35 or 40, and we've got to get five wickets. Ooh. And Kim Yu says to our captain, you're fucking gone now, Rick. You're gone. Uh-oh. So both sides split into the dressing rooms. I'm trying to that part. And Rick just shut the door and locked. Now, I've never heard Rick swear. He's a very Christian man, Rick. Not a loud man at all. He just said, did you hear what they just said? What Kim Yu's said? We took notice. We all just vamped up and we bowled them out and beat them by 27 runs or something. Wow. <laughs> and how we, had, we hadn't won in Western Australia for 17 years and we hadn't won the Shield for 20. And how pumped would you have been walking off the field? Fuck, I feel pumped now. Well, my famous story is this. I took the last catch and threw the ball up in the air, the winning oh. ball from the first Shield final, and no one knows where the ball went. That's the greatest piece of memorabilia thrown away. Lost. Some kids playing down an alley with it in Perth. It's not the one I've got? No, it's not. But I will tell you this. On the field, 45 minutes later, we had the presentation. And we got presented these Sheffield Shield winner's medals with your name already engraved on it. Now, I'm last, W. Mike Whitney from the crowd. They left over here. Boo, boo. So I just acknowledged the crowd, walked straight up to Rod Marsh, who was sitting down on a chair and showed him the winner's medal, <laughs> which didn't go down too well, and I didn't get selected. He became a national selector after that. I had to wait fucking five years to get back into the Australian team. <laughs> <laughs> but I look at that medal. How good did it feel? Oh, yeah. mate. And, well, he was, you know, the biggest name. And we didn't talk for 10 years after that. And then we sat at a table at lunch in one day, and Dennis Lilly said, have you girls kissed and made up yet? And he looked at me, and I said, mate, I'm still willing. I'll go out the back right now, Rodney, you know that. And he goes, and I said, look, you think that we weren't showing you enough respect? It wasn't that, mate. I had pictures of you guys on my wall with Greg Chappell. We had enormous respect for you, but I was never going to back down. I'm from Matraville, mate. We don't fucking back down. Ever. And when I said that to him, I just saw this change on his face. That I told him, I, I love you, man. You're a fucking hero of mine. You and Dennis, ultimate respect. Never going to back down. I don't give a fuck who it was. And David Warner's got that in him. You never back down. And when I told I just he, he got it then. And we were fucking, he invited me down to Adelaide to catch at the fucking academy. And we were great mates after that. It took 10 years, but 
but we're never going to back away. Mo Matthews was never going to back down. Henry, never back down. Trevor Chappell, never. Daiso, Rick McCosker, Len fucking Pascoe, back down. These are the guys I learned my cricket from. Never back down. You brought the bit of rugby league to the cricket world, mate. Bit of mate. rugby league into the cricket world, bro. You've just exhausted me. <laughs> ah, I wondered why you were dragging me in. I'm going to cry Whoa. again. I Whoa. really, really appreciate it. Congratulations, I mate. I really do, Ray. It's just unbelievable that you're sitting next to me and we And we grew up together. Can you believe it? Oh, no, sorry. I, I can't believe it, but I really appreciate, uh, appreciate you bringing me in here to talk about it. It's beautiful. I love you. And from me and Dorsey, here's a How's That uh, podcast uh, mug. How's that? Well, yeah, it's uh, what a special occasion it was. And, um, yeah, we just love We want to hear this music. Keep it going. <laughs> I'm loving it. Beautiful. Thank you, boys. Great night. Love you. No worries. Over and out until we uh, meet again. Wow.